Hey everybody, welcome to Wolfman Talks. I, of course, am the Wolfman. So before we get into the replay of Doc Talks, I just want to talk a little bit about my weekend. So I went to the Comic-Con, which is the local comic book convention type thing here. And you know what? It was a lot of fun. Now we met some cool people. These people were very nice. And fortunately, none of them wanted to come on and hang out with us, which that's okay as well. But that being said, we had a good time and just kind of wanted to go over a few things about any con convention gathering like that especially when it comes to cosplay now there's been a lot of things that's gone on you know people getting too friendly or taking pictures without asking i mean basically when you go to a con there's a few rules not really rules but just kind of a guideline for you they are you know, if you see a costume you like, you know, don't be afraid to go up and say, hey, nice costume. But don't just start taking pictures. Always ask permission to take pictures because, you know, some people might be funny about that. I know not at this con necessarily, but others that I've been at, they're doing that for charity. And you have to pay like $5 for a picture and it's a charitable thing. So that's taking money from them. I understand that. So always ask, and 99% of the time, unless it is one of those where they want you to pay for a pick, they're going to be cool about it because they're tickled that somebody actually is like, oh, wow, that's a cool costume. You know, maybe you'll get a friend or maybe somebody that can do something for you or show you how to do a cosplay if that's your thing. Another good rule to have is no touchy-touchy. If they say yeah and, you know, you're going to have your picture taken, you don't put your arm around them. You just kind of stand there and if they want that, then they will tell you. Whether it's male or female and whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. Like they always say, cosplay is not consent. Another good rule that I tend to go by is if you don't have the money to pay for the item, don't touch it. Just don't touch it. Because if you break it, then you have to pay for it. Oh, I don't have that kind of money. Well, that's not the dealer's problem. He brought that particular product there to make money off of it. And you just cost him money. So, yeah, you bought it. So if you can't pay for it, don't, don't, don't be touchy-feely with it. So some of the things I saw at the con, other than the stars I mentioned, there's a few others. And, you know, we do have a few surprises coming up here and there. Um... I got to hang out with some friends that I haven't seen in a while. Shout out to Fred Gorham. I was hanging out with him at his booth quite a bit. He does some artwork for us on the Creature Feature TV show. Did some web design. You know, he's part of the Creature Feature family. And also Benito Garcia. I hung out with him and his project, Go RPG. And I also, you know, just kind of mingled and I talked with a lot of podcasters and just got some ideas, you know, and I told him, hey, I'm only five episodes, six episodes in my own, six or seven on this one, isn't it? And on Doc's, I think I just, yeah, it was, this is episode four coming up that we're going to be playing for you today. So, so I told these guys, oh, I'm only four episodes in it, so you know I've got five recorded and I'm releasing my fourth one tomorrow morning this was Friday and you know they just gave me some nice pointers some nice hints and just really cool people and I don't know when I go to a con I go there to kind of network and hang out just see what's up I don't always pay for an autograph from a celebrity just because 
usually don't have the money for it. I mean, they usually charge about 30 to $40 depending on who it is, but also depending on who it is, I might just shell that out. You know, if it's somebody that I won't get to see, you know, there, there's very few autographs I've paid for, I guess, is the moral. Alice Cooper, I paid for a photograph with him. Ric Flair, I paid for him to sign my book that is about him. And then, I'm trying to think, Ray Park. I paid Ray Park to sign a couple of things or take a picture, one of the two. And if you don't know who Ray Park is, then we can't be friends. He played Darth Maul, and he also played Toad on the X-Men movies. Martial arts stuntman. Really nice guy. I paid for his autographs. Um, I'm trying to think, and I'm not really coming up with much, even when I've been at cons. Jake the Snake, I, I paid for his. So yeah, I, I don't pay for a lot of different autographs just because I'd rather hang out there and talk with them. I mean, and one, it's a money thing. Um, Billy West, I don't think I got his autograph. No, I didn't. I didn't get Billy West autograph, but I got to hang out with him quite a bit and just shoot the breeze with him. And, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I do voices, and we, I brought that up, which is usually a no-no at a con. You don't tell the talent, oh, like, you know, I, I didn't tell the guy, oh, I can do Kermit the Frog, too. Hey-ho, everybody, this is Kermit the Frog. You know, I didn't go up there doing that. But after talking with Billy for a little while, a very nice guy, by the way. If you ever get a chance to meet him, go for it. Super cool dude. But when I met him, after a while, you know, we just got to talk, and he asked what all I did because I was in my Wolfman outfit. And I told him straight up, yeah, I was like, I do voices sometimes. He's like, oh, what can you do? I was like, well, I can do the Professor from Futurama, which is one of the voices he does. He goes, well, let's hear it. I'm like, good news, everyone. He's like, hey, that's not bad. He goes, but you got to shake more when you do it and go, good news, everyone, like that. And when you shake, when you talk, it's like Catherine Hepburn. Is, and that's exactly how he told me that. So I thought that was really neat that he uh, took the time out just to hang out and show me how to do one of his own characters. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because it is running a little bit longer than I intended. But, you know, I haven't done my own show in a while just because I've been concentrating on Doc Talks and that podcast. And that's not an excuse. It's just where most of my energy is gone for this. And that's okay because, you know, I'm still producing both of them. I just like to come on here and talk a little bit beforehand. And we're going to have some people some of the contacts that i've made and some of the friendships that i already have we're going to be having some people come into the studio or more likely i'll be taking my studio to them and we'll sit down and have a chat with some interesting people i know in the omaha area and i mean i, I know some pretty cool people that live in this area and i'm not going to mention any names yet because i've only got one person that said that he would do it but when i have him on it'll be a blast because he's a very very talented person really cool guy to hang out with anyway so yeah we're gonna have some more people coming on me interviewing some people and hanging out with some people and just talking and seeing where they got how they got to where they are now and what makes them tick and whatever so without any further ado we're gonna go ahead and jump right in to the next episode of doc talks now this episode is myself otis and doc 
and we're all hanging out and we're talking about horror movies, reboots, and everything greasy. You're listening to the Creature Feature Radio Network, recorded live at the Ball of the Bluffs. Bluffs, bluffs, bluffs. Shows up with his friends like Otis the Critic Getter, Larry the Psycho Wolfman, and Professor Gilbert Kosnowski. Relax and enjoy, because here we go. Ah, ah, ah. Hi, boys and girls. Dr. Sanguinary here, along with Larry the Wolfman and Otis the Critter Getter, for another exciting podcast, you know, for, for your simple enjoyment because it's audio so we don't have video because that way we give your eyes a rest yes and we're uh, we're simply enjoyable and and entertaining i guess and some of us are just simple yeah hey <laughs> i was talking about me <laughs> well we got a really good podcast show for you lined up today because you know it's come to my attention that there are quite a few individuals in the omaha area you know who uh you know they fancy themselves you know horror podcasters or experts on the genre of horror well uh, i just kind of wanted to uh, uh put thing a little thing to rest here that i've only had a horror show on tv for the past i don't know seven years maybe so i would think that that would make me like the residential expert on horror movies or at least crappy ones and between the three of us here, I think we outweigh uh, most of those hosts anyway. So uh, I, I think we can put together a quality horror podcast that you'll enjoy and that you can tell all your friends about. And maybe we'll recommend some decent movies for you to watch. Or just a bunch of crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably more likely. Well, I figured we would start off. We're going to kind of work our, our way down or, or up or maybe sideways. First, we're going to talk about... Uh, a, a subject near and dear to us, which I, quite actually, I'm I'm not one to complain about it. But movie reboots. Oh, <laughs> yes, those those reboots. You, you either love them or you hate them. And you know, I have to I have to say in 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 just in agreement with them that some of these are good because it introduces a new generation to these cinematic characters or the books that they were based off of so so you're saying some remakes are good oh especially the creature feature tv ones i think they're excellent but, uh, I, but I was more interested in your opinion of the dukes of hazard reboot um well i'm just going to be very quiet about that other than the fact that one of them and i can't remember if it was the movie or one of the horrible direct-to-video ones has Linda Carter in it, and oh my God, she's still hot, even as an old lady. That but, was a movie. Yeah, oh, oh boy. But anyway, uh, let's let's talk horror stuff here, and uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, things coming up here on the, uh, the movie schedule, like, for example, let's talk about It. It? You want to talk, talk about It right here in front of everybody? Let's talk about it. What about it? 
Well, you know, uh, I obviously was a very big fan of the the television series that came out with Tim Curry. So, I mean, I went, when they were saying they were making a movie, I'm like, how can you do this? Number one, Tim Curry is still alive. Respect the guy. Even though he is, I think, still smoking cigarettes, we <laughs> we have to respect the guy because he was, you know, the epitome of the, the scary clown. I mean, they're, they're, that's just all there is to it. And now we have this other guy coming around with this more Victorian-ish, you know, kind of 1800s costume. And I'm like, I wasn't I wasn't really sure about how this was going to pan out, but I went to see it, and I actually liked it. I think that it, it, it took the... The, the idea in a different direction, they told a little more of the story about the kids. Now, from what I remember about the original television show, it was more the adults. Yes. So, uh, well, actually, it was two different nights, and the first night was about the kids back in the 50s when they fought the creature, and then the second night was in the 80s or 27 years later or whatever it is in the oh, story. Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, yeah, kind of like with, what they're doing with the movie. I haven't seen the new movie, but I mean, come on, I've read the book a million times. The first movie is all the kids stuff, and then they're going to go 27 years later as they're adults. Yes. Right, okay. They, they pass the balloon, as they say, in, in the concert. <laughs> we all float down here, Georgie. Yeah, I, I thought that they portrayed certain elements of the movie differently, and... I think they made a good scary clown. I can't compare it to Tim Curry, though. Tim Curry is the Pennywise for me. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say yes. I'm in agreement, but I'm sure there's people out there that are, you know, they enjoy the, the newer the newer clown because, you know, you put in those CGI effects and stuff, and you can pretty much go to town with it. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of stop-motion animation and the old-school hard special effects Ray techniques. Ray Harryhausen. Yes, yeah. there you go. So when we when you had that that spider monster uh, at the very end of the uh, television series, you know, I loved it personally. I thought it was just the most awesomest thing that you could ever see. But obviously they can kick that thing's ass with the uh, CGI effects these uh, yeah, days. Yeah, and then like how the Pennywise went down the drain. Oh, yeah, when he came up in the shower. Yeah, and he and just did. went down and it was just like a miniature or something and you just see the hand go boop. Right, right. <laughs> now, when they do something like that, and for some reason it seems like Stephen King, his works get this reboot and rework all the time. Yeah. You know, they took it, they made two movies out of it, so they could, they could really dive into it a little more and get, get a little more meat on that bone, you know, so to speak. Now, when they do something like, uh, for example, The Pet Cemetery that just came out recently. Mm -hmm. Now, the original Pet Cemetery from 89, my favorite Movie. Now that's got uh, Herman Munster, I believe it. That Fred Gwynn. He he, yeah. He's in there, and he is just absolutely awesome in it. Sometimes that dead is better. And Lieutenant Tasha Yar. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yep. That, was, yep. that yep. was actually one of her first movies when she left Star Trek. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Denise Crosby, yes. Now, and then they had uh, little Miko Hughes. He uh, played little Gage. Now, in my opinion wonderfully done you know they had the uh the you know if you haven't seen this it was in 89 so this is not a spoiler uh, <laughs> you know it was wonderfully done how they they had the the semi truck run him over you know as the ramones are playing in the background and the guy is singing along i thought that was a, a brilliant scene just you know wonderfully played i actually got to speak with little miko once he's not so little anymore he said that he doesn't really remember a lot about it but watching it back does kind of mess with him a little bit seeing himself killed on screen 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we die every week in the ratings, so I can relate. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. But we but we keep coming back because we were buried in that particular little... Well, to quote another Stephen King, because sometimes they come back. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So, uh, Otis, what did you think of the the new one? Now, I went into it with much hesitation, but I have to say that it was done differently, and they touched on other areas of the book that the original did not. So... If you can view it as another piece of work instead of trying to redo what has already been done so greatly, it's not a bad movie. I didn't mind it so much. Mm -hmm. Actually enjoyed myself. Uh, you know, found myself uh, laughing at certain parts that I laugh at during the original one too. And <laughs> found myself uh, on edge a little bit when the tension was building. But they, they do, I think it, it's a new enough movie, we, we might not want to spoil it, but... We can, I mean, yeah. it's been out for how long? It's not like it's the Avengers. I well, mean. you know... Yeah, Han dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they rework it a little bit to where it's not little Gage that dies. What? It's Ellie, the little girl. Uh, She's the one that dies. So see, I haven't seen it. I'm okay with spoilers, just yeah. whatever. Well, you're the one that told me to spoil it. Exactly, so if <laughs> I could deal with it, so could you. So Ellie, Ellie dies... So our killer, instead of just being a toddler with not a lot of verbal skills, actually has a personality developed. You know, she's aware that she is dead. She's like eight? Yeah, I think so. I think she's eight or nine years old. Yeah. She's aware there's something a little wrong here. And she's asking her mama what's going on and what's wrong and why her hair's all tangled. Well, it's because they had to staple your head back together, kid. You know? That so, happens. So they did rework it in a, a way where... They can have a different killer and a different perspective on it. So the way that I see it, different killer, different movie. Yeah, I, I could respect that. Kind of like, you know, what they did with the Star Wars stuff when they made a Han Solo movie. At first, it was like, you know, I don't know about this because it's not Harrison Ford. It's this other Jack and this I, whatever. And once I could get over that, you know, this isn't Harrison Ford, it was like, hey, yeah, this is this is an all right movie. I, I just watched it for Darth Maul at the end. Uh, that's all I got Spoiler alert. Now, I ain't seen that, but I don't think I'll be seeing that one. Actually, that's probably one of the ones you should see. Oh, that one in Rogue I, One. I think I thought it was very good because I'm, you know, a fan of uh, of the obviously the growing up with the original Star Wars, but then again, you know, with the the latest uh, couple of movies where they've just been killing off the main characters like left and right. Well, this it's is one where they're we, old doc, and they don't have like retirement homes in the Star Wars universe. I guess not, but it was pleasant to see a movie where a character that you know and love doesn't get knocked off. Now. They've been rebooting and remaking and redoing horror franchises since the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many Freddy Krueger and How Jason movies? How many Frankenstein and... movies were there? Uh, and, and go back to one of the originals, Dracula. Right, right. How many versions of Dracula? I mean, you got Dracula, Blackula, and then you got the Christopher Lee version, the original versions. Those and, Hammer films was good. And, well, then, then you got the one that was made in the 90s with Winona Ryder and... Was it Gary Oldman? Yes. Oh, Dracula. Bram Stroker's Dracula. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then that started another trend with, uh, what was that one that had the guy from Sons of Anarchy in it? 
uh, Dracula 2000, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they're like vampire hunters, and like at the very beginning, he just wipes out the entire team. Right. I yeah. remember that, yeah. Well, and then they I'm had still... another one that had where they did the, he was supposed, to, I can't remember which what the name of this one is, but he was Judas. The vampire was Judas from the biblical stuff, that Bible movie or whatever. I didn't see that one. Well, it was the same time. Been working on this Universal reboot, and of course, the Universal monster movies are near and dear to my heart. And uh, they kind of had a flop with uh, Tom Cruise there with the <laughs> uh, the Mummy. Uh, that was uh, something that really didn't need to be made. So Brandon Fraser is still retaining his godlike status with his version. That's right. But, well, if anything, they should have gone with like a Dracula or Frankenstein instead of, I mean, the mummy. That's like the most boring out of all of them. You know, I, I really don't think we need to have an origin movie with any universal reboots because it's these movies have been around for a million years. We, we know how the monsters came about. Let's have some new adventures with them for Pete's sake. I mean, the last big role we had with the monsters like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. There you had them all. They all had one big happy adventure. And right. yeah, that's, like that's what we like, need. Maybe like the Wolfman goes to a con. Yeah, or there there you go. Or, or you have something like, you know, you, you got Frankenstein. And, and I think, you know, you still got to keep him in his proper uh, time zone or, or age zone. But, you know, you have another Frankenstein revival movie where the monster's brought back. It looks like Boris Karloff. Uh, you know, you can have fun with the tinting, the digitally tinting the film to have it, give it an old time look to it or whatnot, and put the monster in some sort of new adventure. Let's not have another freaking origin movie uh, because those are just, they, they're just stale. Now, what if, what if we did like a, a Dracula and Wolfman and the creature and Frankenstein's monster and they all kind of team up? And maybe like help a bunch of kids solve a mystery or something, and and maybe like they could do something funny like with with the Wolfman and 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 like kick him right right where it counts. Hey, no, no kick the Wolfman. Yeah, I, I I've heard Wolfman has nard somewhere before. Oh, I thought I dreamt that. No, that's reality, buddy. Darn. Now see, and I watched a movie yesterday. Actually, I didn't know if it was a remake a reboot or whatever, but I do know that it was sh Yes, I'll say it. It was sh It was called The Predator. Now, when I saw it on my little viewing thing, the first thing I thought is, oh, Predator, let's get to the chopper or something like that. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead, I got these other assholes running around everywhere. I never, I don't even know who any of these people are. And then all of a sudden, there's a predator dog that had dreadlocks. Ah, the dogs ah, have dreadlocks. Would that and, be a questionable dog breed? I'm saying. I would I mean, get so. some papers, people. They're good with children, from what I've heard. Actually, actually, he was chasing down a kid, and then, like, these other guys that were, like, going to fight the predator or whatever, they all, like, swarmed in and started shooting at the dog, and it, like, wasn't doing anything. Until, and this is the funny part, this one guy had tried to kill himself but missed, so he had a scar on the side of his head. So he went to shoot the dog and missed <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> and it made the dog, like, nice. Yeah, and Otis what? is giving me that look like, what in tarnation you talking about, Wolfie? But, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much... So the, it, so the, so the, the predator dog turned into, a, like, a friend. Yeah, yeah. An ally, so to speak. Yeah, and they were chasing one of the predators 
because he broke the rules or didn't bring back a library book from the Predator library. I don't know. That was kind of a cool part because there was a bigger Predator. Like, the one Predator's like 6'5". This dude's like 8 foot tall. He throws him onto a car and just punches him right in the face and his he skull goes... He must have been from the planet Samoan. Ha! Something. And he pulls out his spine just like they do. And then, then they were kind of being mean to the kids, like having government agents abduct the kids. And that was about the time that I changed it. Howdy, y'all. It's your old pal Otis, the Critter Getter. I'm telling you that you need to be watching Creature Feature every Saturday night at 10 o'clock on Channel 42.2. And if you happen to miss it, don't worry, because you can get on this thing called the interweb by using a computer and go to CreatureFeatureTV.com and you'll see it right there. Hope to see you soon. Now, with all this uh, hoot nanny going on about remakes and all that, I think you know, we should give some attention to the independent films out there. And there are, believe it or not, a lot of good things out there because I like to at least keep on the radar locally for, for locally produced movies, which we will see this year on Creature Feature. Yeah, But there, there, there are some out there that are made and, and distributed on a wider level, up and coming, whatever you want to call them, and, and they do a good job, and, and we've all seen a couple of them. Well, there, there's this, this one that I just watched the other day. It's called The Ranger. Is and it a Power Ranger? Or? No, not at all. Mm. Not at all. It's it's about, uh, you know, some some kids getting a little scuffle with the law, and they want to run off and hide in their uncle's cabin in the woods, which is I've how, seen that one. Yeah, well, this is a little di- different than that one. Oh. Well, there's this uh, kind of power-hungry park ranger, you know, he's giving them some guff about throwing the cigarette butts on the ground in his park and telling them that the mountain's closed and whatnot. Doesn't want them out after curfew. This guy's really power hungry, and then all of a sudden he starts enforcing the rules with force. He it has a little twist to it. Extreme prejudice force. Oh, it's a brutal display of power, let me tell you. Yeah. Now, I did notice a quote that you made online about this movie. It, uh, it it kind of scared me because I could see this thing kind of being somewhat real, you know? Somebody getting a little hungry with their power, you know, that's been vested in them by the, the Game and Parks Commission, you know? Yeah, yeah, happen. like that lady at the nacho stand. It's like every time I go up there, it's like, give me extra cheese. She's like, that'd be 50 cents more. No, just give me some extra cheese. Just want one squirt of cheese, that's all yeah. I want, lady. And if I got a full cup, yeah, charge me, but it's just an extra squirt, come on. Right. Well, I, I could see this becoming more reality. I thought it was a very well done film. I don't know. It, it seemed to have a decent, uh, you know, production quality to it. And I've heard the buzz out there on the interwebs about it. So, you know. And that's playing out at movie theaters right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right now, that that is actually an exclusive on a network called Shudder. Oh, yeah. Shudder yeah. is is an all-horror movie network, like, kind of oh, like okay. a Netflix. And they, they get a lot of these independent movies, give them a platform, but they're exclusive. So you have to subscribe just to get ah, it. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that a paid one as well? That is a paid one. Not it, it's, it's comparable to what you'd pay for the other streaming services. 
services. Yeah. No, but I tell you something you don't have to pay for. What's that? That's if you log on to www.creaturefeaturetv.com right there. Ah, that's anyway, free. That is free. And, and they, the horrors you will see there. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Independent horror. Oh. That's right. You can actually see this little television show we do right here, Creature Feature. Yeah. You can see that in high definition. Wow. So as we broadcast the shows, a week later we'll put them up and you'll get to see the whole movie, the commercials, uh, our cut-ins, the whole shebang for one hour. And you can watch it all around the world so it'll be worldwide so they can watch it and little Chinaman guys and, and for those one, guys. one low low price of nine ninety nine. Yeah. No free. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's okay, we free. can do that I guess. And if you enjoy what you see there and you want to know what we're doing, you just Click that little button right up there at the top. Yep. It says subscribe. And what that does is that gives us your email, and we will email you stuff like where we're going to be. Kitten and, pictures. Well, possibly, because I do know that uh, you know Doc does like kittens. Yeah, and I do have a lot of pictures of them. So and Maybe you, some hell pork. <laughs> you never know when hell pork is going to show up. But, but yeah, you sign up on there and, and give us your name and then, you know, email. And uh, you know, like I said, any events that we got coming up, uh, actually, we got a movie event coming up in uh, September. So you're going to want to learn about that. And, you know, uh, uh, we might put, uh, if we're going to be at a parade, something local, and you want to come out and meet us and bring the kids and say, you know, hey, why don't you go get your picture with the scary green guy over there? And then your kids will go, no, no, he's too scary. And I'll go, he's like Santa Claus, get him away. And if there's, there's nothing better than having a picture of your child crying that you can put up, like, 15 years later when they graduate high school or they get married, you can put that in a slideshow when when the scary green guy just scared the tarnations yeah, yeah, right out go, of him. Well, hey, we, we put this together for you. Go, here you are crying with Santa Claus at, at the sporting goods store. Here you are crying with Santa Claus at Petco. Here you are crying with Dr. Sanguinary at the uh, the weenie roast at some park. And, you know, here you are crying with the Easter Bunny. I think you're too sad. Quit crying. <laughs> yes, they, they have drugs they can give kids nowadays to make them happier. No, well, that's bad. Don't go to pills. Go to www.creaturefeaturetv.com. That'll make the kids happy right there. That's a safe addiction. That's All right. right. Enough of the shameless plugging here. So let's talk more about, so let's see, so you saw The Ranger. So there was a, a an independent movie that I saw. It's a, a year or two old, I think. And a lot of the, the folks here in the Creature Feature Lab, they, they've seen this movie and they've been wearing clothing articles and stuff with pictures of the movie and I logos. I don't know who would do that. You can't see him. Yes, and so it's a movie <laughs> called The Greasy Strangler, which I have tried to avoid seeing for months. And, you know, uh, our uh, cast member, uh, Eric Luna there, he has been wearing this grease hat that says Greasy for months on end, and I've kind of yeah. wanted to take it and shove it down his throat because it's a bright, obnoxious pink hat. That's right. And so anyway, I decided I'm going to watch this movie. And you know what? I love The Greasy Strangler, and I found out that there's way too many people in Omaha that love the greasy strangler too it's so it's i guess you'd want to call it the uh what they call a cult film uh i don't know if the cult meets on a regular basis for beers to discuss the movie or anything like that i think they have their greasy meetings they they very well might but uh I, some I, greasy I, spoon diner <laughs> that's right I, I, I would say that I, i'm a big fan of the napoleon dynamite movie and obviously the the direct
director or creator of this movie, he was a very big fan of Napoleon Dynamite, too, which rubs off a lot on this movie, which is a horror comedy. And uh, he does a very good job with it. It's got a lot of laughs. The gross scenes are ridiculously gross. And it's got probably the most full frontal male nudity that I've ever seen in my entire life. But on the other hand, you have to put into perspective that the full frontal male nudity is mostly, uh, I don't know how we shall we say, prosthetic in nature. Yes, and, and done for a very comedic value, I would say. Yes, yeah, so you have to, uh, I, I was, uh, it's definitely a movie I highly recommend uh, checking out. It's very quotable. Uh, Extremely quotable. You have to watch it several times i've probably seen it about five times already and it just and keeps, it keeps getting funnier every time you got it yes it does i have seen it about 27 times now yep and i it's very addictive and so, it, so what you're saying is there are 27 ways you could watch the greasy strangler well i'm going to add to that list because i watch it over and over because i enjoy it so much and it's it's very interesting because the uh the fellow that plays the uh the titled character the greasy strangler he's uh he's an older actor and it's very amusing to see that uh, here's a, a gentleman who uh, has had a, a career, you know, in, in TV and, and film, I guess, you know, is primarily a background guy. Right. And, and here he is, you know, in, in his, I believe he's in his early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And uh, now he's got this, this cult fame and, and following of all these people who very much enjoy this movie. And if you see it, I highly recommend you do see it. Then you will find out why, you know, all of a sudden, you know, th this guy, he, he makes this movie and then pow. It, you just never know when it's going to happen, when it is going to happen. When, when it? You're talking about it again? No, well, not the clown. Yeah, I, I like the original Richie. Beep, beep. <laughs> you see, the thing about the Greasy Strangler is you said it's so quotable. There's also kind of a revival that happened with the Greasy Strangler. He... He is such an avid fan of a certain genre of music. He's a, a disco fan. Mm, and yes, that's right. With him being a disco fan, it's educational. Now, he, yes, because he he, 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 his character, nah. he and his son, they make a living doing disco tours of the city that they're in. I believe it might be like El Los Angeles or something. I believe so. Um, and uh, so you learn a lot about disco. And then for those yeah. of you who happen to grow up in that era, you will find his uh, facts regarding disco quite amusing. Well, I'll tell you something. I think you're a BS artist. Yes, they're, uh, yes. B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T. <laughs> New word. A-R-T-I-S-T. Told you, it's quotable. Very quotable. Yeah, sometimes people even name Facebook pages after the quotes. Sometimes, sometimes. So yeah. So anyway, if you, if you get a chance, go uh, go buy yourself a little copy of the Greasy Strangler. It's out there on eBay and stuff. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to discuss here? Well, you know, talking about movies a little bit further back, independent horror. There's just one that I've been quite an avid fan of for quite some time been out for about five or six years actually and just starting to kind of make its mark it's called the circus of the dead oh yeah Parrish randall yes Parrish yeah. randall he is a, a great character actor out of uh, texas and this film was made in texas good friend of mine uh, billy pond made this bloody billy as they call him yeah, yeah this thing is a completely different take on the clown genre 
You see, usually clowns have some kind of uh, a, a supernatural, uh, such as it, Pennywise, mm -hmm. or you know, some kind of, of demented, uh, demonic take, or like a spaceship, like Killer Clowns from outer space. Yeah, yeah. This one, these clowns are just very morally corrupt. <laughs> However, they want to teach a lesson. They, as they're they're doing these horrible horrible things. It's a very graphic movie, so I wouldn't recommend it to, you know, the kids or people that might be sensitive to that kind of thing, but it, it, they do these horrible, horrible acts, but they're trying to teach you a little lesson about life, you know, and how not to take it for granted, I guess. Kind of like Dexter. Yeah, pretty much. Or maybe pretty much. even uh, Jigsaw from The Saw. Yeah, yeah, it kind of follows that, a little different take on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, This thing, I mean, it's it's out there. It's it's on different platforms. You can find it if you look for it. You know if you, if you now is it all bloody and gory or is oh, it more oh, psychological? Yeah. It's terribly bloody and gory. Mm. Yeah, they Isn't do. Is there a baby scene in that one? Oh, there is. There is. It's yeah. it, it's pretty rough. You know, there's some things that you might not ever forget, and there's some things that you you might not yeah. have wanted to see in the first place. <laughs> you know. Uh, an independent film that I liked. I'm trying to remember the name of it, and you'll know as soon as I start describing it because you've seen it as well. Mikhail Bergen, resident of Iowa. Oh, yeah. He made a movie. It was a short film. That's called Special. Yeah, I, I didn't special. know if it was the special power, the spell. Yeah, no, yeah. Special. Yeah, and I'm sitting there in the theater, and I first start watching it, and this guy kidnaps a girl. I'm like, oh, man, no, don't do it. Don't do it, dude. That's sick. Well, then instead of the girl getting whacked, she turns out that she's like got some kind of carry psychic ability and basically uh, rips the dude a new one and is able to escape. Fun fact about that movie now. The little girl that starred in the movie is, is actually, that's, that's uh, Michael Bergen's daughter. Yeah. And I think she just graduated, actually, or is I, getting graduated. I believe she here. did. She, yeah, she's she grown, she starred in a number of his films. Uh, one was more of a dramatic role, but it was filmed with uh, with Doug Jones. Doug Jones, you might know him from Pan's Labyrinth or The Shape ah, of Water. Yeah, he's often seen in costume, these elaborate costumes. But this, he actually, you get to see his face. It's called My Friend Max. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember that one great too. Film, yeah, that great film, was great film. Yeah, he he puts out some really good stuff. Yeah, so you're welcome for the free pub, Michael. <laughs> we always like to take care of our friends. You yeah, know? he's a good guy. Me and him had very interesting conversations that weekend. That's all I'll say. <laughs> very very interesting guy, and and you know he he does his his thing. He's still making movies, still making great movies of all genres. But his horror work, amazing. Yeah. Well, there you go, boys and girls. You you learned about. A lot of new movies here that you can go dig around to, to watch and see something new that's, you know, not mainstream Hollywood, but uh, entertaining nonetheless. Stuff well, you obviously won't see on Creature Feature because, well, you, we have to pay money for it. Yeah, and another, he's not so much local, but he is another independent film guy, is Dominic from Warwolf Productions up in, South, or, <laughs> up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, yeah, another friend of the show. Yeah, he did that death rot, and that's why I would wear that shirt all the time, because he's such a good friend, and that is a great movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, starring a lot of other friends of the show. Yeah. And he's got a couple of movies out there, um, Case File 293610, and uh, one of his newer ones is uh, called 
uh, Mr. Pointy, which is a very interesting uh, uh, film that I suggest you go check out. Isn't that what you called your knife, Otis? Yeah, it was Mr. Pointy. But uh, anyway, you know, uh, we, we love supporting the local guys and on Creature Feature. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of independent movies that we're going to run from you. I've got one that's got some... Uh, some ticks, giant ticks from outer space, made by a fellow up in uh, uh, Wisconsin. Man. So we're gonna run ticks and cheese. Yes, and it's tick season, of course, here in Nebraska. So I figured this would be an apropos movie to, to screen. Educational. And then uh, the professor there, he's been chatting with a feller over in in Australia, and he's got a couple of horror shorts that he's gonna be sharing with us. So. You know, the fun keeps rolling in. Got some shorts from Down Under. <laughs> some That's Down right. Under shorts. Some Down Under shorts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's about it uh, for me today. I think I think we've covered uh, quite a bit in the, the independent uh, movie realm, and maybe you guys can go check some, some of this stuff out and broaden your horizons a little bit. Yeah, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, explore. Just do it safely, okay? But then there's no fun. Well, take things into your own hands, I suppose. Okay, and on that note, <laughs> thanks for tuning into Doc Talks. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with our next episode. All right, until then, remember, it's a horror jungle thing out there. Ah, ah, ah. Come on back. I am Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, and you had better be watching CreatureFeatureTV.com or I will hunt you down, I will find you. And I am trained to do things to you, which I will do. CreatureFeatureTV.com You've been listening to another episode of Doc Talks, the Dr. Sanguinarius Creature Feature Podcast. Edited and produced by Eric Kramer. Join us again next time. And check us out at www.creaturefeaturetv.com, baby. Oh, yeah.